Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the podcast, this week's podcast on a really chilled topic that I'm really chilled out about talking about. <laughs> Seems very hot. We're all feeling very worried. We did a feminism episode when we used to be the debrief podcast and basically me and Tessa were just boiling hot and stammering and crying during the whole thing. So now we've decided to do how to deal with toxic masculinity because I think it's a very important topic and so we've got a man in. The man is, is Phil Wang, one of our good friends and top comedian. You may have seen on just everything. Taskmaster. Taskmaster, yeah. Alive the Apollo. Anything else? Um, you did anything else? Uh, anything else, Phil? Wh- um, I did um, a gig, f- a, a Chinese gig uh, the other night in uh, Covent Garden with only British Chinese comedians. Well, you were obviously all there and, listening, uh, so that was great. And uh, and a surprisingly Chinese audience. So you might know me from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are that <laughs> <Like> gig. <laughs> if you are that gig, you've known me most recently most from there. Yeah, great. That's um, excellent. I'm also a certified man. As you, you are, as you've touched on. Yeah. Um, yes. So I, he's bringing and, a, and an expert in toxic masculinity. We've sprung the topic on him about oh, five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see what comes out. He's on, yeah. he's on the spot. On we're the gonna, spot. We're going to quiz him. He but has to speak for the whole of his gender. The whole of his gender. And also, feel feel free to message him directly if you disagree with anything <laughs> and be <laughs> as aggressive as possible. Um, my handle, my Twitter handle is at Gokwan. So. <laughs> Any any problems you have? Remember when everyone got so upset when you were mean about um, what's his face? Eddie Tom Redmay. Hiddleston. Oh, sorry. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, Tom. I, I confused them. Phil got him. trolled so badly because you just said quite a casual thing <sighs> about Tom Hiddleston. I actually, I actually regret not going harder on Tom Hiddleston. I was on Room One One and I wanted to put Tom Hiddleston into Room One One. He didn't get put in to Room One One, <laughs> and and Hiddles fans are still were still angry. But I mean, they were they're mad. They're not. No. There was no one who sent me anything negative about whom I thought, oh no, I've lost their support. <laughs> they like, I've gone, yeah, obviously, they're nuts. Yeah. Their profile picture is low-key. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm not going to take that to heart, you know. You shouldn't. B- before we delve into it, uh, what's the most adult thing you've done this week, Tessa? Uh, I'll be asking you next. Can I Can I deflect? Can you start? To me? I, yeah, I can start. I've got a whole list here. Oh, buddy. Um, All right, mate. Okay. Oh, have I done this one? Have I spoken about to you about notebooks and my very complicated relationship with them? I don't believe so. Right. So since I was little, I love writing in notebooks. Great. Every Christmas, my parents will get me like a beautiful notebook or, or I'll see one in like paper chase and be like, that, it looks like, it looks like an old <laughs> spell book mm. and all the, the pages are off white and the, oh yes, please. But I'll you, get it. you fall for that sort of the affected 
no, like not always. Affected old. The one oh, okay, so the like moment. crisp and new and the the one I've got currently is quite like a modern art type, just basically an attractive look, my, notebook. Look at this oh, okay, my oh, all this sort of thing. I mean, like, like look at that for like binding. affected. Tessa's MacBook affected, holder yeah. is like looks like a big old book. Tessa's a sucker for things that are, are other things. A carrot that <laughs> looks like a pen. No, a pen that looks like a carrot. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, and a carrot that looks like a pen. <laughs> I'd have that. Would as you well. cook it? Would you have it? Would you eat it? Never. But it would rot eventually. I know, and I'd be sad, but I would keep him till the end of his days. I put some little googly eyes. But no, so back to the thing, notebooks. Like pens have. <laughs> As I said, I thought I hope we can wash over that. <laughs> notebooks. So the only downside is that they're really beautiful, and I don't Can't think anything them. I have to say yes, yes. could ever be of worth to put in it. Then I've bought shit ones and used the shit ones to write down all my notes of just like you know, things to do list or whatever. One day I was just like, oh my god, I'm just going to use that the nicest one and just use it as a notebook for all my things did it quite stressed about it i've now got into it and now regularly i'm now working through all my beautiful notebooks they've just got like everyday notes in them anything because i think that like i should bring joy and happiness and beauty to my mundane things that is so now i'm no longer stressed about using beautiful notebooks i don't feel like i have to write a full novel first go or like a on spell the first book page. Mm. on the first page it's so tough my yeah. mum uh didn't buy for me but once saw in like a Christmas market, a notebook made with reindeer skin. That's horrific. <laughs> well, some of them are made with leather. I wouldn't buy that. Why? They're not endangered. They're fine. The no, cows. wait for this. The cows? It was 100 leather. years old. It'd she, be said, she, said, she said leather. <laughs> reindeer skin. Yeah. Right. Then she said leather. Oh, okay. Yeah. Listen. But, but leather is, you can have reindeer leather. Leather is just you like a dry skin. You have human leather. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to have a book made of reindeer skin. <laughs> but listen, it was dredged up from a shipwreck. Oh, okay. From like two hundred years ago. The reindeer. Yes. Yeah, no, like there was like, reindeer carcass. Like reindeer leather was on the, as oh in the skins God. were on the this old shipwreck. <gasps> they dredged it up and they've made notebooks out of like two hundred year old reindeer skin and then like bound with these like beautiful pages. Those must have been expensive. They were expensive. She didn't buy it. Right. But I think about it quite often because I was like, never will I have a thought good enough <laughs> to go into the reindeer. <laughs> you. Will. The reindeer skin. Because that's <laughs> the joy of it. You just be like, doesn't matter. Any old this notebook do. is not a sentient being judging my work. Yeah. Also, like, how nice to, whenever I go in my bag, to be like, oh, God, I've got to remember that thing. I've got to remember to buy, to buy a pepper. How nice to be like, oh, nice book. Pepper. Yeah. yeah. Rather than like, ah, oh, my piece of shit book. And what will I ever write in that notebook? Now I've forgotten about the pepper. Like, mm. that's the issue. The notebook is not your final product. The notebook is the excretion the notebook is the toilet for your brain is where you shit out all the, the vessel yeah no yeah. not vessel the toilet is where, is where you <laughs> is where you shit out all the stuff okay. that you need to get out of your head to get to the good stuff right right at least that's how I see it yes right you know the giant toilet I think is a very common thing that people think that huh? In, that your notebook is a toilet. I think most mine, people mine specifically, is an absolute that. toilet. But that's yeah. a, such a great practice. I need to do that sort of thing. I do it on my phone. But there's something. It's not as nice. It's not as nice, and you don't. Uh, there's a there's a com, there's a committal, commitment there's to a the commitment pen and paper. Also, looking tactile. back, I've now, since I've sort of started doing it, I've looked back at old notebooks, and it's so cool just to see like where I was in my life, where at the time you don't think that you're keeping a diary of anything. Mm-hmm. You're just writing down that you want a pepper. But then you can see where you were in your life and the sort of stuff you were buying and the sort peppers. of friends you had. Peppers. I, you know, that was 2011 was the year of the pepper for me. But um, but you'll, I'll see names. I'm like, oh, I don't see those, those people anymore. But like I, I was hanging out with them loads that year. Or like, it's mm. just, it's really, really nice. Phil, what's the most adult thing you've done? 
Um, this week, not in your life. This week, I went to the doctor because I have a, um, back problems. That's oh, probably the most adult thing. That's really that's good. Really. That's so yeah. adult. Yeah, I have my, my back. Well, actually, no, it's not adult because I injured my back about five years ago. And like it hasn't been fine since then. Oh God! But now recently it started getting quite bad again. Mm. So I've started going to an osteopath. That's the chair, by the way. That's my back going. <laughs> He's down. Phil is down. Long. Everyone. Just lower the microphone, yeah. <laughs> I started going to an osteopath who like cracked my back and puts like needles in me. It's great. Wow. And um, does I started it feel doing good? Pilates. Yeah, oh, it does Pilates. Feel good. There's this one thing um, my uh, the, my osteopath does where she'll. Like re- ready me, like put her fingers either side of the vertebrae on the up, upper part of my back, and she'll tell me to take a deep breath in and deep mm. breath out. And once all my breath is gone, she just goes, and she just, oh, and she just cracks yeah. the vertebrae on the top of my back. It's, it's great. It's it's a very intense noise, isn't it? Yeah, it's, and it's deep. It's, it's deep, deep in you. It, it feels like inside. your chest is cracking. Yeah, never you never had it. You never had it. It's really intense. I scream sometimes. But because it's not, it's not you pain. No, there's no pain whatsoever, but the sound that comes yeah, from within of a crack, your immediate reaction is like, well, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dramatic. I, yeah. It's so intense. And then you're you're like, am I okay? And you're really like t- checking in being like, everybody, everyone's still attached? Like, it's quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite an intense you, you, process. You don't really expect to be able to walk after it. No. You feel like, I guess I'm paralyzed, but it did feel good. <laughs> yeah, but it felt nice at the time, yeah. <laughs> it's worth it for that one moment. Um, what was yours, Tessa? Uh, mine is, uh, it's quite weak. Uh, I found a bunch of old pound coins in the house while t- while tidying that I had obviously not taken to the bank. Mm. They were living in my side pocket of my backpack. And then I was trying to take too many things through Paddington Station. And I <laughs> was attempting to do it like in like 10 feet bursts. Of course. Leaving them back, you know. <laughs> people no would say like, it. people would say like, can I, can I help? But in this way, it was like, please don't make me help. Like this is, <laughs> this girl. And I would be like, honestly, please no. And they were like, thank you. And then they'd like leave me there. And I was like, this is absolutely absurd. Found the trolley things and uh, was like, I'm not paying a pound for the trolley. And then I was like, for God's sake, girl, pay the pound. And then they only ever, they only took, the guy was like, oh, they're no use because they only take the old pound coins. And I was Hello. like, whoa, here I come. That's and great. I took the, and I, you, know. so you get the pound back. But I then was on the train. I literally had to take it to the door. I see. So then I was like, the now I, there's nothing I can do. Wow. And then a, a a kid looked absolutely thrilled. So I was like, live. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not used to a third person not Gosh, used to a third that's person that's so far away from me and I so I just gesticulated while shouting live oh, your life to the child live your life you put the trolley you get that pound back oh great imagine how thrilled you were when you were a kid and you found you more trolley pound, and then an you, old pound that you can't use yeah again. but you of the thought of getting a trolley be like oh my god if I get this trolley back I can get the pound get the pound big time so I gave that pleasure to someone else I love that you're still so thrifty and still like well, I'm not putting a pound in I know it's so stupid because I'd come to the Paddington in an Uber <laughs> Because I couldn't Great. get anywhere, and then I was trying to get across the concourse, and I honestly was like, I'm not paying a pound for that trolley. It is annoying, though. Isn't it, it? Yeah, but yeah, and you'll sometimes just be like, come on, right? Um, um, so this episode I have wanted to do since International Women's Day, which is in March, and so many people on Twitter and everything say, you know, when is International Men's Day? <laughs> that's that's the impression of a man. Very good. People, a lot of people going, when's International Men's Day? To which some people said very flippantly, like, oh, every day it's International Men's Day. And yeah. then somebody said the truth, which is that it is on the 19th of November. Yeah. And what I really wanted to do was talk about those things and how we're not any good at celebrating International Men's Day. People don't even know when it is. Yeah, well, around International Women's Day, 
there's lots of like different it's a great excuse for people to write like really in-depth interesting articles about loads of different types of like what it means to be a woman the the, the current struggle that we still have mm -hmm. all this stuff and on International Men's Day you just get like one man being like is it today? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. The Google, and also the Google hits for the phrase International Men's Day on International Women's Day are are huge and nothing on the actual day. <laughs> yes. And so like, Ridiculous. If, we're, we're, if there was a proper big space of celebrating and writing these articles and talking and stuff, it wouldn't have the same. It wouldn't even be a question. It'd just be like, cool, we'll, we'll, we'll do that on International Men's Day. Yeah. Well, then when is it and does it exist? And all of these things. Exactly. Yes, and also I think there's a huge problem just in general of talking about male issues and talking about stuff in general to do with that. Mm -hmm. And I think we talk about, we, well, we've done episodes about feminism. We talk a lot about what it means to be a woman and all that business. But we haven't talked about the male side of things. And no. we haven't really ever done anything on International Men's Day. No, and I think something that Stevie said earlier and we want to be able to talk about is how the phrase like men are trash comes up so often and it's such a sort of people end game. use it now as breathing so yeah. I was in this whatsapp group I was in this whatsapp group full of like very strong independent feminist women they're really all excellent people but there's this like through line which is just whenever they'll they'll, they'll say, say like a story about a, a bad experience they've had with a man uh, whether that's an ex-boyfriend whether that's a you know, cat calling or, and it's, a, it's a very much like a support whatsapp group mm -hmm. someone will just go like well men are trash and, and, like, and it's like it's, <laughs> it's such a thing trash. someone will always say that and I just think it's and I completely get you know obviously a lot of men are trash a lot of women are trash a lot of people are trash Yeah, we have to keep this perspective that like Yes, we're maybe different, but we're all humans, and often it's a human issue. Yeah, are you a nice person or a not nice person? Yeah, than like just expecting men to be trash all the time. And also, like it's such a hard, it's so easy, of course, if you're on the fence over here, not a man, being able to shout, "Men are trash," and nobody on the men side wants to be like, "Yes, yes, we are." <laughs> you know, you're that's your life. You only get one shot at it, and you you roll the dice and you got man. And so yeah. you don't want to be like, "Yes, you're absolutely right. I'll just I'll just plop off this cliff then." Like, we haven't we haven't got the organizational skills to all be trash together. <laughs> we we you which know, some of us yeah, but I think that that it's an expression, you know, it's just like Of course it is, yeah. Um uh, it's it's like sailor V basically, men are trash, right? It's, yeah, but, but language is so important. So if it becomes like sailor V, then what we say? Yeah, exactly. Like, we can't we can't let it become just that. We can't let it become that. Ah, men are trash. Morning. <laughs> yes, yes. Stop. I I always found it mostly humorous. Yes, it is. No, it oh, is. it is. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I and mean, some people do say it. I love. I think online women say it as this sort of last, um, last resort of exasperation, of and that I also understand. But sometimes it is a person's actual manifesto, and yeah. then I'm like, okay, I'm not really going to listen to you because it's not. This is very reductive. Yes, and I think as well, like you know, with the whole like, well, I'm talking about Trump now, so there we go. He has those certain words and those certain phrases that he repeats and repeats and repeats. There was that rally in Mississippi recently, and they're all still chanting "Lock her up." Like by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> that is a long time ago, and there's it's not no even evidence. clear who, wh why? which, which her we're now talking no, about. Was like, it Doctor Ford? Was it like just lock any judge. woman up? We'll take lock anyone them up. And, like full <laughs> families with teenage daughters all chanting "Lock her up." And it's this thing where, where like, yes, it can be funny, or it's a phrase, and it's nothing, and it doesn't mean. But then it becomes 
a thing and that Trump's whole thing is like just repeat phrases and then it will become fact Mm -hmm. for for people doesn't Mm -hmm. matter that it's objective fact it's literally just Mm -hmm. those that (laughs) that family chanting that believe it's fact so it doesn't matter and I think that's why the like we had to women are so careful about language when in relation to men and like how men use language for women like there was that thing going around like history that's his story that's actually not true but like <laughs> that's not the the source of that word but is um but that was like a little thing that went on imagine to, on, that on was to the, the genuine etymology of the word story imagine history, yeah. but some it, it, p- people were like i can't believe it no wonder there's inequality and you're like right well if we're going that deep in with words like history saying men are trash a lot probably mm-hmm. you, you need to practice what you preach the other way yes. the feminist movement and equality is very important but we can't get there if we just shit on everyone else because that's what's happened to us so we mm-hmm. have to learn how to talk about this stuff and we have to have compassion and we have to like I don't know just be kind I think also every successful um, revolution against an oppressive power has always has always employed redemption and the fr- like and then the phrase men are trash does not leave room for redemption. Yes. Right. Perpetuates the battle and, and it continues the idea that, that there is a battle of the sexes and that of there course. should, that there has been a loser, but the rightful loser is actually men. And so now we need to turn it around and then, and then everything be solved. Yeah. But you just, you have to, yeah, you have to reach some sort of equilibrium instead. I, yeah, the redemption I, thing is very interesting. When you say that they've always had a been redemption, what do you what do you mean by that idea of redemption? So, if you look at the most successful emancipations in the last century, they were the civil rights movement in America and and the end of apartheid. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, the um, the activists did not pursue a campaign of punishment, but no. a campaign of redemption and. And as a result, both movements were successful and mainly, mostly peaceful afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas that's not the case with things like uh, communist revolutions yeah. or the French Revolution, where where an enemy was painted and a moral uh, divide was created. Mm. Then you, right. then you give uh, then you give you allow the the victors to to harm their perceived oppressors without mercy because that's right that's yeah. the right thing to do yeah and you've whipped yourself into such a frenzy as to like they're the bad people mm-hmm. and we're the good people then when you achieve what you wanted then everyone just hates those people so now you've just gone the other way and it's not equal like, yeah exactly equal and it's just like a vendetta yeah. yeah and I think the vendetta is like it's there it's there between men and women it's it's in the race it's in races it's in like old and young it's in like leave and remain it's in this like it's like mm-hmm. there's it's no space for redemption anywhere because everyone's so furious and even if you are on the side where you're like oh shit I, I think I am in the bad group <laughs> you're like I gotta just double down here because yeah, yeah, I can't exactly. admit yeah it, but it's such a complicated issue mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people who don't know what to say and they don't know like where's the line and should I get involved and uh, what am I supposed to do I think the general sort of rule of thumb is like the more men that like feel confident to like call each other out and just be like hey man not, not cool. cool not cool is our favourite phrase because we not think cool. it's just someone going that's not cool and, and then immediately there's no it's sort the, of it's, it's the worst thing I can it's worse than fuck you you're a disgrace yeah N- that's like okay whatever not cool is like 
I thought you were better than that. It's yeah. it's it's that I'm I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah that's what not cool is. It's not cool. Awful. It's awful and cuts to your very quick. But fuck you, Phil Wang, makes you go fuck you. In <laughs> but if I go not cool, Phil, you're like. Oh, it wasn't? Yeah, oh, really oh no. I, I like, was thinking about like, why. Oh, no. Do you know the worst ever not cool moment I Please. ever had? And it's, it's fucking awful, man. <laughs> it is terrible. And uh, I reminds me, I'm reminded of, of it all the time. And it happened in 2013, 14. Oh, I, God. And it's relevant to the conversation. Oh, no. And I want to preface it with the... I want to preface it by saying I have grown since then. Of course. <laughs> I, <laughs> was, I, I was, um, I, was uh, <laughs> I, I ran a, a gig in Camden with a friend, Johnny. Uh, it's no longer running. Um, and I would take in the money to the tickets. It was very cheap. It was like two pounds or four pounds or something. And um, a couple came in and there was um, a lady and a man. And the, the lady had like a, a big wad of cash. She was holding a big wad of cash and she pulled out a 10 or a 20 and she handed it to me and I took it. I, I, and I got the change. I wrote on the hands and, and I just handed the change to the man. Right, yeah. And she saw me do that and she said, not cool. That is powerful. And it, it, I, I, I felt like... I, and she, I, couldn't, I cannot overemphasize how big this wad of cash she had was. <laughs> She looked like the richest woman I'd ever Difficult seen in the world. To miss the wad of cash. She could not have held more money, <laughs> and I still instinctively handed the cash to the man. Yeah. And um, and then I apologized on stage when I got up, um, not to her directly because I didn't want she might not have wanted that. But I just you know I had to exercise that demon straight away. Yeah. Um, but that not cool stays with me. Yeah. All the time, and it's very valuable. I think you need. Do you think you can use it within? What would happen if you, Phil Wang, you're with some mates, think about friends you have, If maybe if you do have them or you don't, who are towards the laddie end of the spectrum. Like, I have friends who are like that, that I'm like, sometimes they will say something that is not cool. And I'm mm. always, and, and now I think I do go like, that's not cool. And then just continue talking about something else. You'll say out loud, that's not cool, and then move I've on? I've done it once. Okay. <laughs> And then the other times I'm too frightened to say anything because often I'll be the only girl in that scenario. But I will feel like, I feel like suddenly as a girl saying that, it's like, oh, here comes a fucking feminist. Great, now you're turning off on evening into a fucking feminist rally. And I, <laughs> that's not what I'm doing. But if yeah. as a guy would not call work if you were in a group of things and some guy, I don't know, shouted something gross at a girl or, or said something like slightly off. Yeah. Would not call work is that or would you still feel a bit like oh, I was anything? I think in that in that in those cases not cool is not even enough not it seems yeah. a bit passive to me but, but would you be able to be quite aggressive in a I, group of guys I, I mean mates? of course I'd like to think I would be but in practice it, it, I don't know I mean if there wasn't um, any other if there weren't any women around and they said something especially if you're comedians there's always so some tacit assumption that it's meant in good faith or it's meant ironically or it's meant as a joke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think we can usually tell when it isn't. Yeah. Uh, and I almost, I sort of believe in the, in sort of, if you don't hear us say something, you can't, you're not hurt by it. Yeah. And so if there's not a woman there to be hurt by it, I, maybe not. Yeah. If it's not an ongoing problem with a specific man, then it probably, it doesn't, might not bear ruining the evening for of course, yeah. Um, 
And you can't constantly be like a social justice warrior in every single conversation that you yeah, have. Yeah, mm. because that is tiresome and and not actually the most morally valuable thing to do, I think, all the time. Yeah. I come to... Well, like, okay, I'm just going to change it slightly. I like, think I'm quite lucky also in that our social circle is relatively progressive, right? Yeah, I think so. I think as comedians, you one would hope that they are. <laughs> yeah, our age group, our profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our uh, social political circle is all, you know, it's all relative. I'm I'm being a terrible social justice war- warrior with some of my family, my like extended family, and you know, at Easter, everybody just teases me about. I mean, like I'm like doubling double down on it because I've carved out a niche for myself to like call out all the like wild racism and sexism at the table, and uh, but I'm aware that I'm not while I'm just like slamming the table constantly, shouting yeah. things. Um, it's also taken like in jest, and but I'm aware that I'm achieving nothing. Uh-huh. Like I'm not yeah. doing any you're playing good here. A, like a cartoon. Part. I'm playing a t- cartoon hit part here and shouting like toxic masculinity damages us all. Like while banging the table achieves nothing. Yeah, and worse, it can prove their point. I, for them. Prove yes. I'm really annoying. And, like, <laughs> I, uh, I'm really annoying. And like the other day to my my dad, my dad, who um who I'd like to say is raised daughters and is. A fantastic man, but also does sometimes say some really questionable stuff. This is mine. <laughs> like I think it's like that's just and it and it uh, that's their a generational thing, and uh, certainly not as questionable as some people. But it, it, anyway, it's there, and I have now taken to just. I invented this character that's like, oh yeah, you know, well, you know what, Tom, you're absolutely fucking right. Like, you know what, you work, <laughs> you work all day, you come home, and the women in your life are blah blah blah. And I thought he would hear that and be like, oh yeah, shit, that is how it sounds. Like I'm, I sound yeah. like this real like white van guy. Oh, and I thought honestly, I thought he'd be like, oh, thank you for showing me. <laughs> and he went like that. His eyes lit up, and he was like. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> when did Tessa get cool? When did Tessa get cool? Like, he literally said, do you want to go to the pub? And I was oh like, my God. Like, so like, it achieved the opposite. He was like, he was, like oh, he was thrilled to have this, you know, like we were talking about like women moving a, a table in a restaurant that like if you sat down with a, if it were two women and you said like, oh, can we move? You'd sit and you just wouldn't even think about it. You'd carry on the conversation. And if you were with a man, they'd be like, why are we moving? And it would be like a big scene about like moving tables mm. in a restaurant. Such a tiny thing that like became this big debate. And I said like, well, Tom, you know, if, if a man moved, there'd be a good reason for it. To which my dad said, you're absolutely right. I wanted to ask yep. Phil, what's your experience of toxic masculinity? And, and it, it helps. It's a big, uh, stupid, over the top question. But it just in terms of like, I know how I feel about it as a woman, but what do you feel about it as a man? May I just put the definition in here yes, for you at the beginning to say, like, uh, and, you know, let's uh, get Urban Dictionary up. Okay. No, <laughs> toxic masculinity is basically being this sort of prototype of a man, and it's being these very sort of classic, exaggerated masculine traits that you, it's particularly being sort of unemotional, um, that you aren't allowed to know tears. Um, you know, you're the breadwinner. You're this uh, powerful man. You're not vulnerable. You're never weak. You don't cry. Um, and also, it has elements of like of violence and also an element of sexual sort of aggression in there that like you should be a man who can get the girl and that's what a, that's sort of the idea of toxic masculinity and so yeah. I think it's so I think it's got the word toxic in there because it's so incredibly unhelpful and, and it's also it's pervasive and it's innocuous so people I've seen elements of toxic masculinity in guys that I absolutely adore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they and then when you go like 
you obviously I would never be like excuse me that's actually quite toxic like I don't say it like no but in your head you go ah yes it's it's that level it, of someone who's a full feminist and like really it's just it's a, it's it's something that is drilled into boys when they are too young yeah and it's exactly constant it's a constant like this is it. what a real man is and yeah. anything that deviates from this real man is you know is feminine or wussy or girly or and not allowed and that's a negative and mm-hmm. therefore it means that any thought that you have that is a bit effeminate you're like oh i gotta crush that i mustn't show any tears and also it's this very if you look at like for example like sort of indiana jones or something if you look at any sort of harrison ford's movies there's a lot of sort of literature on the internet about it they're like there's a lot of him just like getting the girl when she says no thank you oh yeah, yeah. oh man every every one of your favorite 80s movies has yeah. a rape in it that, yeah. that that and then they become their girlfriend yeah every single one i've seen true, I, wa- yeah. I watched I, I really lately i, I really late i watched um I watched uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. He rapes the android. Next scene there, his girlfriend. Yeah. In, Ro- in Rocky, he rapes Adrian. And then Adrian's his girlfriend after that. <laughs> it happens in every single one. I need to rewatch Blade Bond Runner. Bond holds down a lot of ladies who are like, no, James, no, James. I'm literally saying no. No, thank you, James. <laughs> if you didn't hear that, that was a no, no. James. But it's this breathy, it gives this idea of like, they do like they it. They really want they it. Do yeah. want they do want it. Like they the have idea. to say it. They have to say no to be a prim, proper lady, but they do like it. So to me, toxic masculinity is just an imbalance of your priority, right? Because as all of us, as humans, you have to find in your life a balance between strength and compassion. Yeah, right. That's that's what, you have to <laughs> I find guess a balance so, between strength like, and compassion. A lot compassion. of guys don't f- feel like exactly that. <laughs> because historically, men have been charged with strength and women have been charged with compassion. Right. But as as our societies have modernized and become more egalitarian and less based on pure survival instincts, men don't need to be that that brutal anymore yeah. and women don't have to be that passive to men anymore and yeah. so we're sort of trying to meet each other in the middle now and sometimes God. sometimes um, sometimes women are too compassionate and so they're told to lean in yeah. and then sometimes men are too well for lack of a better word strong and are told they're being toxic yeah. and so it's just and the regularity at which men fail at this determines how toxic that individual is so I guess I'm relatively not that toxic but I'm guilty of occasional toxicity mm. and how do you feel when you I'm mean, obviously the not I mean, cool thing was the not cool thing was terrifying. pretty toxic but yeah but how do you feel about it and like how do you feel about knowing that you may have some toxicity like how would you like people to how do you think it can get better awareness is always good you know yeah. when you be when, so when you do it and you're aware you've done it you've done something uncompassionate or selfish or violent even well take note and apologize and try and make up for it i guess but uh, there's some people for whom it seem they seem to be lost causes i mean they're especially a lot of the guys i went to school with you know i can't imagine coming back from that it got really bad in my school i went to a school in in bath and there was a real bad atmosphere there of boys will be boys. It was like a con, that's such a thing. Yeah. And it was a private school as well, which I think can exacerbate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because there's, there's like a sense of tradition, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. old-fashionedness that can add to that. And, oh, I mean, it got really bad. Like, there's one guy, there was a guy and a girl got in trouble for having sex in the chapel. Okay. And the chapel had to be reconsecrated. <laughs> <laughs> But which is, uh, but that's fine. That's just funny. <laughs> but 
the girl got um, excluded. What's the other word? Expelled? Expelled. She's never allowed to come back? Yeah, and uh, the guy got suspended. And so is allowed to come back? Mm-hmm. Oh, How come? Lordy. And when that was questioned, what was the answer? <sighs> no one questioned it, I guess. If they did, it was brushed under the carpet and... Yeah. It, it, a, and it got well. The, the the culture was so bad that my head of uh, sixth form, after, shortly after I left, went to jail for having sex with one of the fifteen-year-old girls. Oh, good and for so God! Was, well, there's a lot of things that that's not surprising. It you isn't. hear so many of these like Every all boy bo- all boy boarding schools. Like I used to go out with somebody. There was all and the stories he would tell me. I just couldn't cope with how bad it was. Like yeah. if you were remotely, if you were shorter than um, a specific type, you just got called gay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? And like obviously, like as you know, as old as we are now, we, we can be like that's ridiculous and sort of hilarious. Because it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. But when you're a little kid and you're like, what, 12, 13, 14, that just, it's drilling this thing in you. And I mean, you can see it in the adult male that I used to grow up with. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very clear where he was from because his thoughts about women and and men and just how his relationships with other men and this like alphaing thing, which I've seen now. Recently, something happened in a. I was on, on holiday, and my boyfriend got, got called a gay boy in a bar because he was like, he just was wearing like nice clothes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Phil finds it's hilarious. <laughs> Phil finds toxic masculinity hilarious. But I did, couldn't. I, 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 I found it funny. And then he was like, that he, he wasn't being like flippant. He was, he was like trying to start on me, Stevie. Like that's that's what he's doing. He's seen I'm with a girl. He's look at everyone else in here. Like I don't look like everyone that's that's what guys do. And I didn't get it just like sometimes he may not get when I'm like, I'm crying so hard because a man looked at me or something. Yeah. And I realised that I don't understand it. And I don't understand the the kind of like hidden laws that men will often have with each other in a group of men and not uh, literally not all men but like there is something that permeated that as women we don't get and I kind of want to understand it more and I think it does come from that like boys will, will be boys thing yeah it's I, also a competition and yeah. I mean uh, to be honest I don't I'm not very attuned to it either because yeah. I've always you know I've always tried to appeal to the well I, I, it was never an option for me to be that kind of man you know I, yeah. I, th- I think you have to be you know into sport and into things that are literally combative yeah to show mm. how you are the strongest and yeah the- whereas I'm always I've always been more into comedy and art and so <laughs> we celebrate we celebrate well. but those celebrate different values and those yeah. celebrate those those build within you a different set of uh, value construction so you you don't you don't feel the need to to prove yourself by being aggressive whereas yes. they were brought up in a in an environment where that was how you did prove your value was by being aggressive yeah. and, and winning but the, I, I find, and this is from like doing stand-up and, you know, stag groups. Stag groups always come in the same hierarchy. There's the stag, who is who is sort of the head. Mm. But the real power behind the throne is like the enforcer character. He's a, he's a quieter one. And then there's the there's the clown, who's usually the fat one. Everyone makes fun of, and he's embraced that, <laughs> at least at least on the surface. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like a a really dumb one. And then you're miscellaneous. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's absolutely fascinating because that is so true. Now I'm thinking about at school, there was this like group of guys who were just horrible bullies, but there was only one that was the bully. And then everyone else fitted into those categories. Yeah. The guy that clearly wasn't attractive enough, and I'm using that massive quotation marks, to be all good at sport, 
but he was funny so he kind of got a free pass because yeah. he could like make everyone laugh and then yeah the miscellaneous is hilarious because there are so many of them <laughs> they all stand around and they're like a cage and say like yeah right and I think that goes that goes through like that, that goes through to now like people don't change just because they're out of school like that I think that thing that is now uh, groups of male friends will have similar structures and I think I'm just trying to like find a way that you can bring it up or you can talk about it how if there's any difference that can be made I guess just like understanding it like like you say accepting it knowing that it's there and being aware also as women being aware that it's not a nice thing to hear if like as a guy it's not a not nice thing to hear like well it's because you're, you're being toxic or like it's because it's like yeah it's, I don't it, think it's a phrase that we should use and I think your redemption thing is so spot on that like fighting fire with fire just makes the world burn but like um, attempting to be like hey like Mm -hmm. I mean hey let's talk about what you've said there or like finding another route in and if it's like also toxic is very vague and people are much more receptive to a specific and also like a specific challenge mm, and I think something that you're seeing at the moment is when I talk about this like Brett Kavanaugh trial that happened in the autumn that like this guy who wanted to be the supreme judge and um, and everybody sort of came out in this like, well, boys will be boys and, you know, let's not accuse him of the thing that he did when he was a teenage boy. And it's clear that like he knows he did this thing and that he doesn't think it's a problem. Like he doesn't think he did anything properly wrong. He's like, it was a bit of fun in a cupboard. Like, what's the issue here? And when you see people really coming down on this like hey whoa 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 like let's not start acu- let's not throw start throwing things around it's because everyone's like looking through their own back catalogue and being like oh shit were those are those not okay because mm. I've got uh, binders full of things I yeah, did yeah well the Cristiano Ronaldo fun- thing's really interesting because yeah. It, yeah, what is it, that I just saw a headline we just did do it like he, he did something he, like it was back in 2009 or whatever and she said no and then there's like a printed document of she said no and no and no and after he said I'm sorry I'm usually a gentleman and all of this but he's now saying it didn't happen and mm. it's very confusing because it's very like the footballer kind of thing is such a toxic environment like no footballer will ever come out as gay like mm-hmm. I mean everyone thought mm. he was gay so I was quite surprised that he's been <laughs> doing that with women it's kind of like a free pass so footballers will be terrified because there's been so many stories of and you would if like you're that powerful and you're that famous and you've got that much money you're like you've got this sort of free pass and then and oh, it's like lad 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 here we all are behave- definitely not gay definitely not gay yeah. we're all naked in the showers but like let's get some women in here to like make sure no one <laughs> yeah. questions anything that we did like yeah. you know and it's such a intense environment the, obviously loads of questionable stuff people have, have happened it always amuses me to think how much men have sex for other men yeah how, so funny, yeah, how, a lot of time we have sex not for us it's for <laughs> the just saying just saying you've had it That's, yeah or at school like pe- like guys now saying like yeah i mean like we did used to talk about our wanks a lot and i was like what yeah. like what so then that would mean that they're wanking just to talk about it <laughs> to say that they have yeah. and then lots of guys that I know being like I never did but I just said I did and then when anyone questioned me like in the, fo- in the 40 year old did. virgin that film which again toxic masculinity he's fine to be a virgin at 40 but when he goes like and what did the boob feel like that you? and he's like oh it felt like a bag of sand yeah. it clearly <laughs> hasn't felt a boob and like that thing of like you're not a man unless you're like plowing through the women and like you know and uh, I don't know there's something so wrong about it because it's, there shouldn't be a definition of like one thing just like there shouldn't be a definition for women there shouldn't be a definition for men yeah. um, I think it's something that like has to begin 
with the next generation and it's something yeah. like teaching schools and we have to get this sort of all the lies about what people did at parties and everyone needs to like admit they're like it and be like you know what i haven't touched a boob and i'm okay with that <laughs> and imagine in school i remember an inc- i haven't touched a boob and i'm okay with that. Uh, get that on a t-shirt um i remember at university an incredibly good looking boy um saying he was a virgin in the coolest way possible and i was like jesus christ he was just like oh i actually haven't had sex and i remember being like i've never ever uh, heard, heard say anyone that. say that no. with that with not they didn't go like I mean, it wasn't like whispered <laughs> to me in secret it was said to many people and like it was said with such confidence I was like oh my god yeah but he must have at least known he was good looking then, oh, that, uh, then yeah. that's cool oh, if he wasn't good looking that would have been the least cool thing you've ever heard <laughs> yeah you're right, but, you're right. You can, <laughs> but you can be not good looking and you can just like we've talked about it before on, on the podcast about like there's something about people that just are who they are and just say stuff yeah. like that and because they've said it like it's the person like there's like not cool guys and you're like oh, wow. wow what gave him the authority or her the, the authority to think that she can say that and I'm glad and she can have that authority mm. to have that sort of self confidence to be like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a virgin or, like is is great and it's such a thing that but I think like you can't force school kids to do that because they just won't no but I think you can to... quietly feed like confidence yes. and just yes. owning and if you are that thing I think so right what you said about strength and compassion that if you are on the compassionate side just being like owning that and being like this is the thing I'm good at and this isn't it doesn't have to I don't, I'm not lacking because I'm not in this camp this is who I am and I'm allowed to be any kind of person that I want to be I just have to like just feed that into the kids until every one of them comes out like confident and strong and yeah and, and okay in themselves and they so won't because they're always going to be p- people not nice humans who don't like other people but all of it comes from fear that you aren't the right sort of person of like, do you not think they're being told to be what you want to be is in conflict with combating to- Toxicity, because it's it's not it's not so much that you should be who you want to, you're allowed to be what you want to be, but that you have responsibility to others, isn't it? I think if you don't hurt anybody in being whoever mm-hmm. you want to be, then do whatever. Yeah, I guess if who you want to be is a say because for some people, people that is in their basement, then I guess want don't be. be who you want to be. Yeah, I guess is finding that it's and that's so tough, isn't it? It's like why do we say you know the boys who want to do ballet, you go live your truth, but the boys who want to punch animals we're like you may not live your truth like, yeah. you know where that's do a we hold that's, that's a, a like whole nother camp and if that's what's inside you and that's the thing that you want to do like who are we to say like this one is all right and this one can, can thrive and be okay and this one we stop but crucially we as girls as well it's exhausting and we i am angry quite a lot sometimes but i think we need to try and control it as much as, mu- as much as possible and mm-hmm. show that compassion and show that like basically not go around and say all men are trash yeah it's on us totally it's a symbol it's it's and it takes a lot of work and you're like oh i'm exhausted i don't want to be the teacher anymore but like you got to be like we've got to be banging at this glass ceiling until the generation behind us get to crack it like and if yeah. we don't be the ones who smash it like that's okay so we broke it enough for it to break for someone behind us and you have to like take on that that's what your role is yeah and just keep letting that space and be like hey let's talk about that thing you said and yeah can try we, and talk about rather than shouting possible. fuck you for wang <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i can do that if it helps i don't mind yeah. it won't help because you just want to shout fuck you back i'm pretty passive i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we figured out how to like talk to Phil Wang. Like, I think, yeah, I mean, we've we, we've essentially just we haven't solved anything, but you can never solve this because if you could, then it wouldn't exist. I think there's also in, you should, we, this, we should also accept the gradual nature oh, of this of improvement. Yes. Like, I people, was hoping it'd be sorted by the yeah. end of this podcast. And impatience, yeah. or, impatience just makes it worse. Like, yeah. of course, things are not um, ideal now, but. They're so much better than they used to be, and and it will get better. Mm -hmm. Moral arc, the moral arm of the universe. People are doing huge, massive jumps in learning in their brains. 
that you know we're realizing th- things that we didn't know were bad are bad mm-hmm. and it takes a and lot and i think that's part of the frustration um the brett kavanaghs of the world are having in that genuinely those decades ago the moral standards were different yeah so yeah. why am so they think it is unfair for me to be judged by today's standards for something i did when the standards are different yeah. which, I, which i would now not do because now yeah. i know but then you're like what do you know? Would you not like it? it it's it's yeah. impossible to tell. It is impossible. Whether to tell. they have, whether he has fully grown and is like, I, it's okay. Like I actually would never do that now, and I understand it. Or whether he's just like saying that. Like it mm-hmm. is impossible. But we can't. Just just like we can't always. You know, we, I would never dream of being like presuming a woman is lying about an an, an accusation. We also can't presume the other way as well. You yeah. can't presume that the man the man did it as well immediately jump to the other side I sound like Trump now but that's the thing isn't it it's like we want when David Cameron when they said he put his dick in a pig everyone's like uh, I don't need any evidence I'm on board I don't need <laughs> another word <laughs> I know that to be true whereas we yeah. want to believe baddies did things and we don't want to dream that Cristiano Ronaldo did anything bad because people got pictures of it on his wall like we don't yeah. want Woody Allen and Louis C.K. and all the like the heroes we can't bear for them to go down because we like them whereas yeah. when we're like David Cameron yes please give us more yeah. dirt on this guy we'll have yeah. it and we don't need to be told that if someone told us that isn't true about the pig everyone's like don't believe you <laughs> yeah, I, think, believe I, think, you. I think it's true the most compelling rule of thumb I read was in when it's in response to the, the whole hashtag I believe her thing yeah. it's not the res- correct response to accusations of sexual assault is not just to believe the victim but to take the cases seriously mm-hmm. yeah. and that's that's what hasn't been happening is that the cases were not taken seriously yeah. it's, not, it's not that the victims were be- should have been believed outright every single yeah. time but the cases are simply not taken seriously mm-hmm. so as long as you take the cases seriously as you say and actually look into the intricacies mm-hmm. of whatever happened we'll hopefully come to the right decision yeah. yeah and I think it's that and it's quite right it's like it doesn't help a hu- I mean while obviously Dr. Ford I'm sure was like real buoyed up by this like outpouring of support she's, she's having a horrible time I think I know, and I, I don't doubt that for a second she's having a nightmare but I imagine it was like I'm sure that helped her and it helped people feel united around her exactly that that isn't help just like keep the sides at war let's have this like impartisan middle ground that's like Thank you, everyone. Let's have a, a proper investigation into yeah. this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you, coming let's... from both sides. Yeah. People hate, like, people um, are too far going, like, uh, immediately not believing it. Mm. And then there are people who are immediately believing it. And it's just like everything. Neither, can't both of those. To, her, to her credit, that is her attitude and not his. She's the one who wants uh, an FBI investigation. Yeah. And he's the one who doesn't. So yeah. I, I think <laughs> yeah. in that, in that I mean, case... Yeah. We've oh. used that as an example, but I think <laughs> yeah, I know. it's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think this it's about, like, the people me, yeah. that yeah. are around it, that, like, most of us will not be involved in an FBI investigation in our lives. We'll only touch be, wood. like, touch wood, everyone. We'll only be following it from a distance. And rowing MI5. Fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll only be rowing about it in the pub with limited information and having yeah. this like furious row and picking sides. And I think that's the space where everyone needs to like stop joining in. Like let's yeah. calm down. We'll take let's... it on case by case rather yeah. than be like this is this says this about men. This means that men do this. Yeah. Of course, lots of men. It means do that do one that. man did this in this one instance, and, and just let's... keep taking it. And rather than making these huge sweeping generalizations that men men are trash. Um and. I just really hope that we don't come across like Trump in this, but I I don't think I have. <laughs> I don't think so. Good, thank you. I've not thought that. Thought that <laughs> Except for when you've said I'm like Trump now. That's right. the only time. Until you've raised it, no one like was Trump. even thinking it. I mean, right. the, the, the red cap isn't helping. Yeah, uh, the make and the fact that I'm a Trump supporter doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the make America great again cap, yeah, not not great. But um, if you like, I mean, I'd love to hear about uh, any thoughts you have on it. Um, email us nobodypanicpodcast at gmail and tweet us at nobodypanicpod or me if you want to just really like direct abuse specifically at me at stevie mbs is a five at tessa coates 
at Gokwan. No! Uh, <laughs> what uh, is uh, it? Uh, Twitter is uh, at Phil N. Wang. End for November. Phil N. Wang. Is, is your middle name November? <laughs> it's a love, that's a lovely name. Nathaniel, I'm afraid. Nathaniel, Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's very powerful. Phil, Phil um, Yeah, jo- join in the debate in a calm way. Come, calm come way. in, and I think, yeah, keep calling people out, keep offering space for redemption and learning and improvement and admit that, you know, not everyone has to be perfect first time around, but if people are trying, then, well, you know, well trying done. Trying is important. And, yeah, we have to, like there are people there's a lot of toxic masculinity out there and I think we just have to like I, do, I literally don't know how to stop it and I don't think we, we can but talking about it helps and being aware that it's happening rather than being like that guy's a prick be yeah. like that guy's a prick for a reason and uh, it's it's sad rather yeah. than like I hate him. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone, yeah, everyone's just, you know. And don't send your son to an all boys boarding school. (laughs) Or if he does, equip him with all the skills he needs before he gets it. Loads of weaponry. (laughs) The bionic arm. Ready to get into the Hunger Games. That's, uh, otherwise they can't get in. Um, Have an amazing uh, International Men's Day and uh, if you are on Instagram or Be nice to a man Be nice to a man and and post about a man that you love or or your dad or or a brother or a husband or a boyfriend or or somebody in your life and and say good things about them. yeah, get, let's compliment a man day. Compliment a man day. And, and a I, smile wouldn't hurt once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, goodbye! Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. We have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.